Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. You are here listening along with me and my guest today, Deanne Christensen. Deanne owns Deanne Beasley Design and is a self-taught artist, illustrator, designer, and painter living in beautiful Alberta, Canada. Her creative story started early as a child with influences from her mom and grandma. Interested in a variety of crafts, she quickly learned how to sew, crochet, paint, and draw especially in her mom's cookbooks, apparently. She never imagined that this creative love would eventually lead her to her career. Deanne has been in the creative industry for over 25 years, starting out in quilting. From teaching classes to owning a quilt store, it's no wonder she fell in love with fabric and began designing for it. The story is pretty cool. Deanne considers herself fortunate to be licensing her artwork for products such as fabric, of course, stationery, wall decor, and bedding. Certainly more than that are lined up waiting to work with her. And Deanne says that, yes, it is exciting to see her artwork in stores, but it's knowing her artwork can make someone smile or change their day that keeps her creating. I love that. And I think you'll find in this conversation with Deanne that she is just such a gentle spirit, such a wonderful person and so talented. I am super impressed and she has taught me a lot along the way, just kind of watching her grab on and recreate when needed, shift, grab a hold of possibility and just kind of a sparkling determination. And I really um, am glad to be able to bring her to you today. I also wanted to remind you that this month in Windowsill Workshops, we have the wonderful Tracy English teaching us how to cut and paint and collage. So for more information on that, go to tantostudio.com. And enough of me chatting at you. I'm super excited to bring you this conversation with the wonderful Deanne Christensen. Thanks for being here, Deanne. I'm so happy to be talking to you today. You're one of my favorites. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Likewise. Well, you know, it's cool too. I go back and think about how we met and, mm-hmm. you know, it was through the lovely Jessica Swift and her mm-hmm. brilliant campfire sessions, pattern, pattern camp, campfire sessions. Yeah. And this was before, way before people were 
doing Zooms. I mean, yeah. was it 2015-ish or something like that? I think so. That's about when I started. Yeah. 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 And she, there was a small group of us that would get together once a month. And, you know, we just became fans and supporters of each other and yeah. the rest is history. Yeah. I mean, that was, that just brings me back to, there was hardly any classes going on online and it was hard to find information. And mm -hmm. it just seemed like her program was so, it, she just created this beautiful community. She and really I did. think that those people that were a part of that were very lucky to mm -hmm. have, to have actually, you know, helped grow that. And, and I think we're all off in different careers and doing, still doing the creative thing, which she helped. Um, yeah. She just helped us learn and, and she really did. And she was real. And yeah, it was just, a, it was an amazing group. I loved that group. Yeah. It was my first sort of aha into, oh my gosh, we can gather and come together from whatever corner of the world and wherever we are in our life and support that. Cause mm -hmm. I had taught and been in other courses before, but there, that part was missing that, mm -hmm. that, um, that aspect of community and, and actually talking to each other on a screen. And that was, it was kind of like, Oh, it was this scary, is awesome. it was. <laughs> but it, it became really um, personal. So I, yeah. I hope a little bit of that feeling trickles into these, these conversations and mm -hmm. yeah, that's, definitely. That's yeah. Here. Yeah, for so, sure. As I do, I love to just know, you know, and I should say, I know a lot about you, but there's a lot that I don't know. So hmm. let's dive in. Okay. <laughs> so tell me, were you always wishing you could have a creative career? Or did you take another path along the way? Um, I actually, I took another path along the way. So, um, I didn't actually start my creative career, like, um, doing fabric or anything like that until I was like 46. Oh, people are going to love that. Yeah. So I had a whole life before that, um, mm -hmm. married kids. Um, I ended up in the quilting industry. So I, I've been in there for like 25 years. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so that's where it kind of all began. I, when I was pregnant with my son, when I was like 21, 22, um, I, I was going to be staying at home with him, raising him. And I needed something to do because I had been working all my life before that. So, um, I thought, Oh, staying at home, I got to figure something out. And I had all these, you know, my, I knew how to knit and crochet and all that kind of stuff, but quilting just seemed so fun to me. So I took a course and, um, I just, I was hooked on it. I loved it. And so when he was old enough, I started working part-time at a quilt store mm. and it was just at the time when, um, shops were starting to stay open on Sundays for a few days uh, yeah, or, or for a few hours, sorry. And so um, I, I thought, yeah, like I'll take Sundays. That would be fun. So I started that and then that evolved into teaching, um, quilting classes. Love it. And then that catapulted into, um, owning my own business, which was amazing. I, I just loved that part. So I, I opened up a shop. Um, there was one already established. She was selling and it just happened to be right timing and everything. And, oh, I love that. um, so, yeah, so we, I opened up my, my shop, I called it chicken feed quilts mm -hmm. 
Nice. Um, because at the time I was already designing patterns and that was the name of my pattern company. And so, yeah, so it evolved from there and it was so much fun. My, my mom would come work for me and I had my kids involved and, um, I met so many amazing, amazing people through there. And yeah. And so that began my journey into, I mean, my, I fell in love with fabric obviously, mm-hmm. but there was always this like, Oh, you know, I could draw, I could do all this kind of stuff. And I thought, how do I get my, my designs onto fabric? And I needed to figure that out. And there wasn't the internet, you know, um, giving away this information and right. it was, it was really tough to find. And yeah, so it took a few years, but, um, I stumbled onto Jessica's course and it just, that was, that was actually the eye opener for me. It was just mm. like, okay, I know how to do this now I can do this. <laughs> so oh. see, yeah. that's so great. And Jessica's course, it was a pattern and she did, it is on mm-hmm. Skillshare, Jessica Swift, um, does have skills share class that teaches some of those very same things. But when she taught that it was a concentrated weekend of time. So Mm -hmm. she, she gave, so you really, and it was live ish. I mean, she, you know, she had, she would teach the lesson, then you'd have a a few hours to practice. Then you, you like you, it was like a retreat. Basically you, you dedicated that time if you could for that weekend. So you really felt like, you, like were you were learning. in it. Yeah. You were really in it and learning alongside others, even though we didn't see each other, we, we were like, okay, I'm going to go figure this out. And then I'm going to come back and, yeah. and she should check in and, and we could, you know, type in questions or however that went. And yeah. it, it was really one of the first things I ever experienced in that way, where it was um concentrated and so supportive. And I yeah. felt like everybody who who put the time in, even, even if you could only do half a day, you got something out of it. So yeah, absolutely. So was, were you designing before that? Or I mean, quilt patterns, but were you doing, I uh, was, so I was doing artwork, but not, I mean, just here and there, not nothing. Um, Cause I was busy with the store. So I had too much going on there, but once I, once I figured out um, you know, the designs and I would, would look at pa- like the fabric during the day and I'm like, okay, well, there's, this is repeated, you know, how, how did they do, you know, trying to figure mm. all this out. So I, I actually had reached out to one of my fabric companies, um, that I got fabric from and said, like, you know, I, I really want to design. Can I send you something? This was when we picked up the phone and actually talked to people in the old days, (laughs) in the olden days. And um, she was wonderful. And I sent her designs and um, she they loved them, but they had already had something coming out just like it. So it was kind of I knew I was going in the right direction. And um, just from the feedback that I got from her, um, I knew that there was kind of something there like I I could push this forward. So. Um, so yeah, it was, yes, I was dabbling in it, but not seriously until after I really, um, figured out how to actually do it, how to, and then it just evolved from there. So, um, I, what happened was I actually ended up, um, in in ending my marriage. So (laughs) that was, you know, just, it it was a time where I needed to fill something. And so I, yeah, I started drawing a lot 
yeah. during that time. How, how it's mm-hmm. nice to have that place to go, that balm, that thing to investigate. Yeah, exactly. So while everything is, you know, up in arms <laughs> in my life, everything was going forward. It seemed like in, in my business life. And I just kind of, I just kind of let myself go with it. I had the opportunity to, I was actually on my way to quilt market as, as my store, but I was going as, you know, a representative of, as the store to bring in new fabric and patterns and stuff. But About a week or two weeks before I knew that my heart wasn't in the store anymore. I knew that it was, there was something else I needed to do. And so Mm. just on a whim, one of my better, well, one of my best customers came in and I said, you know, have you ever thought of opening or have you ever thought of owning your own quilt store? Oh, wow. And she looked at me and she went, are you going to sell? Like, are you serious? (gasps) Oh, I have to go home and talk to my husband. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, that doesn't always work that way. It, it never works. That no, way. it never. I've been, never. I've had a store, so I get it. Oh my goodness. So yeah. So it was just kind of like, okay, maybe this is the right thing yeah. for me. So Crazy. she actually came back in the next morning and said, you know, yeah, let's let's talk about this. Let's talk numbers. And by the end of that week, I had sold my store. Whoa. There's, I know there's the universe placing some things in, right in front of you. <laughs> Absolutely. And so I was, I was still headed to quilt market. Yeah. Um, my tickets were bought and oh everything my paid for and everything. So you did that in between that time. Wow. Okay. I get, I'm so my timeline I, is with you there. Yeah. So I decided, okay, you know what? I'm still going to go. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. take this opportunity and go talk to some um, quilt companies. Yeah. I need a portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> Before you go, I have one. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I crazily um, did up three collections, three fabric collections, and I had them bound in. Oh, I can't even remember the name of the the company that was like one of the first places. You, yeah, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had it um, bound, and I took it and went to Quilt Market and just on the spot, went to meetings with quilt, like the quilt companies, the big companies. And Mm. I just started from there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was so scared. I brought along my best friend, Joanne. Good. Um, she was my solid rock. She would like do, you know, these little cheers for me and you know, set me up to, okay, you, you go get them and you can do this. And, and oh my so, gosh, there's nothing like a best friend cheerleader yeah. card system. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I really yeah. think, you know, time out to say thanks to those people in our lives that are yeah. such cheerleaders. So how long was that amount of time where you said, I don't know that I feel like this. You told your best customer, she said, yes, you thought, oh my gosh, I'm still going. I should have a collection. You designed three collections. You did a blur book and then you went to the show. I'd say it was within like two or three weeks. Wow. Okay. So I just want to put it it out there that it's possible. It was a very quick turnaround. Um, And yeah, I mean, if it wouldn't have been for the the new owner, she still owns it. um, It wouldn't have happened that way. Definitely. I was going to ask if she still owns it. Yeah. How how long has that been? Uh, I think they're celebrating their fifth, fifth or sixth year this summer. 
Yeah. You've done a summer. lot in those five years too. I have. Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. I love that. I, I just, again, a little time out to say it's anything's possible. Really. It's just it about moving through the steps and, and just yeah. sometimes <laughs> I think if you planned it sometimes, I, I'm glad I'm not a linear thinker. I mean, sometimes I really wish I was, but I'm 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 glad I'm spontaneous and can just say this feels right because yeah. such good things happen from that. Yeah. Really. Yeah, if you're is. thinking about doing something, this is your this is your push yeah. to say, okay, maybe I will. Because look yeah. what happened. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I just jumped in and thought, okay, I'm gonna figure this out along the way. Cause I, I didn't have much time to actually um, you know, procrastinate or yeah um, talk myself out of it. I was doing it. I was committed. I was still going. I didn't want to waste, you know, my time being there. Um, so yeah, I just, I figured it out and it was, Oh God, it was scary. And I, yeah, for sure. For sure. (laughs) I'm so glad I had her with me, but yeah, it was nerve wracking. So you had the benefit of, of having relationships with these companies because you'd been buying for your store. So that's, you, you knew who, they knew who you were and, and they might've been like, Oh, look, you're changing course. But so mm-hmm. you probably, it, you know, you could say, Hey, here's what I'm doing. So did you, how did those meetings go? Um, there was a couple because most of my contacts were representatives of the company, but there were a few that I did know of them and they knew of me. Um, and you know, I, 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 I they were interested in my story. Mm-hmm. I think is mm-hmm. the biggest thing. It's like, you just sold your quilt shop and now you're doing this. Like, wow, that's great. Let you yeah. know, let's see what you've got. So um, I think it was exciting for them to see someone evolve into the opposite side of, you know, selling the fabric to actually wanting to design it. That was mm-hmm. really fun for them too. So um, yeah. Yeah. Cause, Cause I would think as a, you know, on their side, I would be thinking, oh my gosh, so this person is designing, but she already knows kind of what sells and what people are Mm -hmm. looking for and what a collection means. So that was, that was kind of nice too. So, so then what? So from there, um, I had a ton of contacts, um, some maybes I had, I walked away with a possible offer, which was exciting. We were going to talk later. Um, but then I ended up meeting one of my reps in, in one of the lobbies or I was wait, I was waiting to go into a meeting and I ended up seeing somebody that I knew and we got talking and they said, well, you know, what are you doing here? And so I showed her and she's like, well, why don't you just start your own company? And I'm like, like that never occurred to me. Oh my gosh, what a whirlwind. But really it wouldn't because really, why not? Right. Right. Why not? It seems daunting, but then you stop for a second and say, okay, I'm at quilt market where there's it's quilt market. What quilt market is? Sorry, we didn't should have said that. It's the wholesale um market, fabric market for um you know, quilting type fabrics in the US that happens twice a year. That's what quilt Mm -hmm. market is. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got all the all the people uh in one building basically mm-hmm. at your disposal right. <laughs> if you you know if you want to go talk to them or something like that but so yeah that that possibility never even occurred to to me because 
for one, I mean, it just the thought of it sounded overwhelming. But then after I got thinking about it, it was kind of like, well, why not? So that's where my plans turned and um, the talks started. Did you start talking like right then at the show? No, um, we didn't talk right during the show. We talked, we went for a coffee and talked all about it. Um, They had a, they were a representative of some different companies so they knew all the shippings ins and outs and yeah i was going to say kind of stuff i can remember um the first quilt market i went to was Kansas City one and i can remember at that time thinking oh my gosh there's suppliers here too you know there's mm-hmm. there's man- there are manufacturers from overseas here who are exactly. they <laughs> no, exactly i want their cards <laughs> yeah exactly cuz those are the hard ones to find yes 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 and um so we had all those like that's that was a a big you know that was a big bonus for us um so i felt like this could be the perfect partnership and so did she um you know me being the design end that kind that end of it and her being the shipping production shipping all of that kind of end of it um so yeah we started up a business quilting business or fabric manufacturing. Yeah. So that's how that got started. (laughs) They see you just, it's just about saying yes. And, um, that fabric business, I know, I remember you being really excited. I remember you're like, I'm starting a fabric business. We were like, wait, what? That's amazing. (laughs) And, and, and that had its run. Sometimes things go the way you hope they might. And sometimes they don't. Yeah. Yeah. And and unfortunately, we, I mean, we did so well. We went to um, Quilt Market. We won best booth our very first year. We won best double booth. And then the next year, we won best. That's saying a lot, too, because you've had, there's some amazing competition at those. I know. So, yeah, we won two years in a row. And it was just, it was fantastic. We were on a great, a great uphill run. And then, and then things just went sour. So um, unfortunately, unfortunately, she didn't have the same ideas. And uh, yeah, without say saying much, but, without saying anything. Yeah. Um, sometimes, as much as you want to be in in a business and do something, there are out other things you can't control that yeah. make it so you have to make a change. So I, yeah. Let's just a moment of <laughs> a moment of silence. Yeah, it was it was a very sad moment. Um, yeah. yeah, that was very sad letting that go because that was my baby. Um, yeah. But that's okay. It's I learned so much from that um, that I took I took that and did um, I did blueprint right off of one of the last quilt shows that we ended up at. Right. So then what Um, you had in your toolbox was knowing that you could create then patterns and, 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 you know, art that, that people wanted. So that right there sometimes takes many of us a really long time to be brave enough to even know how to press go on a, on a website. Yeah. But you, you did. I, I kind of stumbled into, again, stumbling into the all That's of this, good. <laughs> um, you know, fig- finding out that it, it was like an aha moment. Um, 
you know, my artwork doesn't just have to be on fabric. It can be on other things. And that was really interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's, that's my sweet spot. Yeah. And I had, of course, you know, with these online groups and things we're getting, there were more and more of them. Um, I had someone reach out to me and say, Hey, we're forming um, a little collective, which, and we're going to go to blueprint and rent a booth. Would you be interested? And I thought, and I had, I think three months to do it. Um, it and it was better a, than three weeks. Yeah. It, but it was a crazy amount of um, artwork that I needed to do. It was yeah. like, I think I did over 70 pieces, not wow. collections, but 70 pieces just so that I could, you know, have something. So of course right. I said, yes, jumped in and figured it out. I mean, it was in New York, like so far away from me. And yeah. Oh, I, yeah, it was good that I wasn't the only one going because the logistics of everything, I just, I couldn't wrap my head around um, because we were doing quilt market in Portland. Right. And then I had to take the red eye and go to New York and then do that show like back to back. So everything was just, it was kind of like, kind of like a whirlwind, you know, it just, it happened. And uh, do you remember when that was, I was at that quilt um, in Portland. Was that like, uh, seven, six, seven, 16, 17, something like actually that. it might've been 18. Okay. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So there was eight of us, not all eight, not it, all eight of us went. Um, but there was eight of us that participated in this group and we had this booth. It was wonderful. Um, and then, I got home and of course the, the fabric business was not doing great, um, personal wise. And so that's interesting. So you still had your feet in the fabric business and then you showed it blue. So you, there was some overlap, which was wise. There was some overlap. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, and there was some things that were happening that, um, made me just go, okay, this is some really bad signs. Um, yeah. Yeah are happening. And, but, but then I thought, okay, if this has got to end, at least I can uh, still design for other fabric companies once this is, you know, kind of, kind of settled, but smart of you to be thinking that way. Yeah. So how, how did that blueprint go for you? Because Um, one of the things I just have to, mm -hmm. to say is your style, you have really evolved and I, I don't want to say matured because that's not, that's not what I mean, because you're, what you've done is, is pick out different things that are right for different markets. So I feel yeah. like when I, when you first started it, it felt more childlike mm-hmm. your artwork and, and we'll get to this, but now the things you're doing, you've drawn in and been able to, to sort of open up your work to a broader range of clients because of what you've taught yourself. Yeah. You and and because you followed again, I think you you kind of reach in and say, what do I want to try next? What do I want to learn? And that's mm-hmm. all benefited your surface design career. Yeah, definitely. I um I started out, you know, uh, listening to people saying, you know, okay, you need you need so many different things in your portfolio. You need, you know, children's Christmas, all this kind of stuff. So I kind of when I started building up my portfolio. Um, That's what I was concentrating on. But really quickly, I discovered the things I didn't like to do. And so but I didn't know necessarily that I had the choice not to do it. 
because you're new and you think, yeah, I have to do all this, right? I'm so glad you talked about this. <laughs> I, this is really, because uh, right now people are listening going, yeah, what about that? It, yeah. What should I do? Because I feel like there's two camps and they're equally successful, mm-hmm. but they're very, they're very different. And you either fit in one yeah. or you don't. And <clears throat> I call it the seasonal, you know, licensing artist where you're all about drawing the next snowman or fall leaves, or I feel like you, you can be that artist, which there's always companies that need that. Right. I've certainly worked for them. I please draw me a fabulous, you know, Santa. And then there's what's your personal style. And, and certainly your personal style is part of that. Right. Cause of Mm -hmm. course that, but do you have a, what do you really want to do? And I feel like the cool thing about where you are now is your art has evolved into this is really what I want to do. And Mm -hmm. it, it comes with what that has done as somebody looking and buying your and using your art for product is it's just like, it's, it's speaking to your, what's in your heart comes out and speaks to the, the person looking at it. And so talk a little bit more about when you started, you, you were told and you thought you had to do all this and then Mm -hmm. kind of how that shifted, because I think people get stuck in the middle. Like I should be doing this, but I'd like to be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, um, when I realized basically that there's some, there's some stuff that I just really don't care to Mm -hmm. ever, ever create. Um, rocks for you. Yeah. Well, well, I have my share of them in my portfolio, but I started to think about, okay, what, what makes me the, the most proud? What do oh, that's I a great want, question. What, what would I put up in my home? Mm-hmm. What, what draws me to buy something? Um, and for me, it was, it was hard. I mean, cause there's no clear cut answer um, as, as someone who loves so many different sure. forms of art, it was hard to pinpoint one where everyone is saying, Oh, you have to have a style. You have to just have like a signature style. And I didn't want to do that because I loved so many different things. Mm-hmm. Like I love drawing for kids. I love drawing animals, but then I love drawing beautiful florals or um, maybe I want to do a cow. You know, it was kind of like whatever speaks to me is what I wanted to do. And I've, I've always resisted trying to just stick to one thing mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I, I just got so, I don't know, not bored with it, but it didn't spark my, um, well, your clients are going to evolve too. So if you're not exactly. evolving, you're leaving, yeah. they're going to leave you. Yeah. So, but one thing that really, I think helped me is, um, back to the blueprint. Mm. I did get some contacts from there. Um, we had a whole list of things of people that we needed to reach out to and do a lot of follow-up with. Um, and I <laughs> realized from that, that I hate um, following up with people. I, <laughs> I hated um, sending out emails. I hated writing them. I hated I'm just laughing for in, them. <laughs> in solidarity. <laughs> I hate waiting for people. I did. I was, I was so stuck. on checking my email that uh, I was basically squashing any creativity, you know, that I could do to move forward, to keep going. Because Mm -hmm. I mean, once you send out an email, I was just sitting there at the computer, like I was frozen. And I thought, I can't do this. This is not, 
this is not how I want to be spending my time. I want, I just want to be creating. So sometimes of- <laughs> that, and, and I feel like many creatives get stuck in hand raised, you know, like, oh my gosh, how I want, I know I can do that, but yeah. it means I have to do these things that I'm not, aren't my strong suit. I don't yeah. like, I'm not good at. So, but there's ways to figure there's out. ways. And I, I, I was lucky enough to, um, meet a representative from MHS there. And she had actually, I think she had been in uh, Portland and knew that I was at quilt market. And, and MHS she, is Marty Siegelbaum um, and associates. It's a, it's a rep it's a licensing represent man, sorry, manufacturer. <laughs> it's a, it's an artist licensing firm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, let me jumble that, as yeah. much as <laughs> but it's a wonderful firm out of Minneapolis with a, the most integrity and just, mm. yeah. Yeah. The most amazing people. Old, old guard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was, I was in contact with, with them and she gave me her card and she said, well, you know, if you ever think of representing, you know, having representation, just, you know, give us a call. And, um, so there's another thing people are like, what, like, because that's, that's a hurdle. That's a big hurdle for people. Who, who do I go to? How do I find the right one? And, and you found, they found you put yourself out there. That's, that's one of the, one of the tips is keep putting yourself out there and whether it's on Instagram or however you do that, Mm -hmm. they, they saw that you were doing that. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, not long after I realized that I am terrible at emails and terrible at waiting. Um, I reached out to them and had a chat with them and quickly it moved forward that we, yeah, that we signed, I signed an agreement with them, which is wonderful, but yet like I still had to put in all the work. There was so much work to do. So, Mm -hmm. and I'm at this point, I'm still doing, um, my fabric company Mm. and I'm still, you know, recreating some of the collections that were in my portfolio that they wanted, you know, um, for, when, for, for the agent, like there was that type of work too. When you say there was so much work to do, often an agency will say, we need these things in your portfolio. We need you to, ha- to, yeah. you know, build it up in this way so that yes. we, cause these are our customers, our clients, we know what they're expecting. We can yeah. get you more work if, if we can work together in this way. Yeah. So yeah, building out um, certain collections and doing mock-ups, putting it on product and then getting everything formatted for their sheets. So yeah, there was all that work. Plus I still wanted to be creating artwork. So it was, mm-hmm. it was a crazy time. It was a really crazy time. Um, but then, you know, it, it sets in where you, you know, you need to be creating. And now I'm thinking, okay, but what do I create for? Like, who am I? What? <laughs> I'm not sure who I am anymore. You know, mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. here I'm just fin- like ending um, one business, starting a new business. Well, there's, you know, there's so much emotion and energy, like it's exhausting to do all those things you were doing at the yeah. same time. So when you were asking at any time, that question can be challenging, but yeah you know, what were some of the things you did for yourself to kind of find that thread? Um, luckily enough, when I first, um, signed on with them, 
one of one of the agents asked me if I would be willing, like they get a he says we get a lot of um requests. And this is one that I think that you would really like you would excel at. And it was it was actually doing the alphabet with um little animals, little characters mm-hmm. drawn beside the the letters. And I love doing kids stuff. So it was like that really spoke to me. So I dove into that Mm. and just started creating that. And I think that's, that's in a way how that built up my, um, my children's portfolio in, Mm. in that way. And then I, and then I wanted to also make it different from just, you know, flat images and that not cartoon look, but like, like, childlike image I wanted to be you know have the characters with more expression and stuff and so um I ended up teaching myself photoshop at mm-hmm. at this time and I was able to really um be more expressive in mm-hmm. that program that I than I was an illustrator and mm-hmm. so that transition really changed my artwork as well so I think yeah. that had a had a really big part in it I think um there's a level of professionalism and I don't want I don't want people to be like, oh my gosh, I have to go learn something I don't no. know. But but there's a level of professionalism in just being able to deliver artwork in a, in layers, even that mm-hmm. it's it's not necessary, but it's it's helpful for certain applications. And just and and like you said, being able to kind of add richness mm-hmm. than you, that you weren't able to in Illustrator or exactly. you know, some other yeah. methods. Yeah. I mean, Illustrator was great. I lived by it, but it just, it wasn't, uh, I guess I, I had evolved or I -hmm, was changing mm -hmm. and I needed my art to change with me as well. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's where learning Illustrator, that was, that was a big, um, huge stepping, stepping stone for me because then I could also, I knew I could, um, digitize my paintings that I was starting to there you go have fun with on the back end um and that was really fun because I didn't want it to feel you know just blobby messes like it you know how it translates over mm-hmm, it, it's mm-hmm. not exciting and I don't know it's, it just wasn't me I wasn't getting the right feel so so that was good that was that was a fun thing yeah so you were tapping into that where you, for you personally, in your style, you, you painted or whatever it was that you're doing and saying, gosh, if I could just make it do this. Mm -hmm. So adding Photoshop and adding, learning some of those other skills helped you, your personal likes and dislikes to get it, to do what you wanted. Exactly. Yeah, that that's exactly it. And I, I would get um, a lot of feedback from my agents, which was so helpful. Like it was just incredible to, um, cause I've never, I had never thought about end product much other than fabric. <laughs> you know, I, yep. I've never really thought about, you know, how does well, it, yeah. how does it go all together? Like I have a that? class and, on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I really, you know, w- they really helped me with that. Um, and just like, like going out and into stores and looking at how things are actually put on you know, say a like <laughs> dish set or, yeah. you know, that kind of thing that you've never yeah. really even thought of before. Cause it's, There's it's a whole so new game to it. Why mm-hmm. doesn't the, you know, what, what's a decal? What, how does it work? Where, yeah. what do you mean? It can't go all the way to the edge and get, oh my goodness. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, I, I found that so interesting. And then I I'll thought, okay, well, how can I, how do I take that and apply it like in this new format that I'm learning and, and, you know, have it look professional and, and mm-hmm. how can I make patterns out of these <laughs> Photoshop images when I'm used to illustrator. And so I just, I wanted to figure all that out and I did that quite quickly. Yeah. Um, which, which was, has been very beneficial. So, yeah. Yeah. So great. Yeah. So when did the watercolor come in? Um, I'm going to say it's probably been a couple years now. I started, I picked up watercolor again. I mean, I had done it with my mom like years ago and stuff. Um, but I started, that was something that I picked up and it just drew me in. I just, I absolutely loved it. And it, it felt like I was, I was just doing it for me, but it felt like I needed to take, I just had this nagging uh, thing that I need to take this further. And so I kept, you know, just kept practicing and practicing. And I wasn't um, even showing my agents because I wasn't, I wasn't brought on to their, you know, to their company for that, for my watercolors. It was not for that. So Um, so yeah, I was just doing it for myself, but still wanting to, um, not look like anyone else and still like, just always trying to, um, figure out what it was that spoke to me. And when I finally put my finger on it, it was, it was actually all of my, what I thought were mistakes and blobs and bits and I don't know it all those things that I thought I was doing wrong was actually what I loved about my Ah, paintings and so I started like just digging into that and um and then I got the nerve to ask my agents like like what do you think about this (laughs) oh I'm so glad you did so yeah that's how that started and and it was good because it didn't look like anyone else's um you know which I didn't want I didn't want that so um yeah so that's how that's how that started so as a as somebody who's followed your career and as somebody who you know looking for art for product all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really, cause, cause when Renee, when MHS, um, said, Oh, we've got Dan, I was like, what? Dan? That's amazing. <laughs> She's so fantastic. And then to watch your portfolio evolve and watch your style evolve and, and not evolve. I mean, watch you add to your style, I should say. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, it has evolved. Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely evolved, but you're, you've, what that did for you from my perspective, because I, I was one of those people was it opened up your audience base even further. Yeah. Yeah. It did a lot further. I might guess. Yeah. Cause I, I, I still work digitally and I still work with watercolors. So I have, I have the two basically. Yeah. Um, and I think, I've had more opportunity for licenses because of that, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because yes, of the look. So mm-hmm. because I don't, I'm not particular to just one style. Right. Um, I can do. Yeah. But I also feel like if I could venture to guess that the watercolor is speaking to your heart mm-hmm. in a way that you can really, and because you've le- taught yourself these skills of how to make the watercolor work for you. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it just feels like 
it, 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 it just jumps off the page in a way that, that you can feel your positive energy around. Like I loved doing this. Um, and then on top of that, you (laughs) did this fabulous, generous thing about creating a course to teach other people how to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I've always, I guess, wanted to share everything that I learned along the way with others, because I know, I know how hard it is to think you're just this little fish in this big bowl of other artists who, and you think that they know everything. And and I always had this overwhelming sensation that I was doing things wrong or not, not the way I should be, you know, in quotations Mm -hmm. should be. Sure. Cause you're looking at you're, you're influenced by what you yeah, see. Yeah, exactly. And I just, I felt, I was always resisting that. I think I was always not wanting to go with the grain. And when I did go with it, it just felt weird and not, not me. Mm. And so I just had, I just kept experimenting and just tried to keep doing things my way and it needed to feel good for me. Mm -hmm. Um, at the end of the day, if I send in something, I need it. I need to love it. I don't need, I have to put away the fact that, you know, other people are going to be judging it. Um, I just need it to feel good for me. And, Mm, and that has, it's been such a good breakthrough for me, just being able to satisfy my own need for being in a creative space and, and standing out from from everyone else and just, yes. yeah, just doing your own thing. And, and not everybody's going to like it and that's okay. I don't need everybody to like it, but I know somebody will. So, yeah. Well, you know, that's really, if we could all get to that point in whatever we're doing, like yeah. posting an Instagram picture, what you deciding what to wear, like whatever, how does it feel to you? Is it answering you know, is it, is it touching you in a way where you feel like, ah, this feels like me. I like this. This feels right. And absolutely not everybody's going to like that, but then guess what? You find your people. And isn't that where we want to be anyway? Yeah. Do we want to please everyone? Cause then that's just watering down our own desires and and process and everything else. And I think you have to not have to, but I think in a sense, it's, it's important to do those things and figure out if you like them or not. You kind of have to learn that way. You do. And, and, but being able to realize that nobody's saying that it has to be done a certain way, like just do it your way, you know, just do it the way that you're going to do it. And it's going to be right for you. So, and that over this last year, I've really come to embrace that. I mean, every day I have to remind myself of that though, because I mean, we still go, I still go through all the, Oh, what if, what if this doesn't sell or this is ugly or, you know, all that kind of stuff. I still go through it, of course. but I can look at it in a way that, okay, yeah, it's not on trend, but I don't necessarily have to be on trend. Like that's not, maybe you're starting. This is (laughs) maybe, I don't know, (laughs) but I think, you know, we've all been in, and you're, you're absolutely right about, you do have to go through those things because yeah. that's the only way to learn. And, and you made me think of a couple of points. Um, there's so much now online teaching and learning and things like that, that, that we are, we see a lot of other people doing something similar. So how do we separate ourselves and, and be, stay unique. And then those times when we are, we're put in a situation, a job, a, a, a project, whatever it is, 
And we feel like, oh my gosh, they're expecting this out of me. But if you mm-hmm. just go back and be yourself, yeah. It, yeah, that's where the magic happens. And sometimes it won't be what, you know, I, I can, yeah, it's, of, it's hit and miss. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hit and miss. And, and the, uh, the other thing too, is I think artwork is, is timeless. Um, eventually somebody it's going to speak to someone and yeah. Yeah. So even if, you know, if I send in a collection and it's not, you know, great, <laughs> you, it might speak to somebody, but you know, like more often than not, it, it usually, I like it to spark, you know, uh, a little buzz going around. And I, I really feel like I've had a great momentum in this last year. And I think it's because I've just been, um, picking and choosing the artwork that I want to work on that I, I would Mm. be proud to have in my home. And, um, and I, and like you said, it speaks to my heart. So it speaks to more people that way too. So, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how that all evolved. And I wanted for the course, I wanted to bring just the fact that you don't have to be doing everything a certain way. And here's some of the technical things that you can do. Here's the right, like, you know, how to save things, like all that technical stuff. This is how it is. But um, there's no wrong way to, there's no wrong way to paint. There's no wrong way to put a collection together. You know, how you do it is how you do it. So. Right. And I think learning and having some of this, learning just some of this technical skills, like that mm-hmm. you're teaching on how to scan things in and how to make it work together with maybe Photoshop, then that that's opening up. That's allowing that person's creativity to shine through because they're getting the tools yeah. to, to learn how to do it their way. And that's yeah. a big gift. Yeah, okay. it is. Cause then, then they're not focusing on, did I do it right? You know, that kind of stuff like can, you know, put their mind at ease. Like this is how, you know, it should be scanned in. This is how big, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And then they can just concentrate on the artwork and putting, you know, different things together and, um, that's what I wanted for somebody who took, who takes this course is to yes, gain the knowledge, but to also feel more at ease with, with your, with their process and with their artwork and where it's going to take them and to let, just to show them that there's so much more your artwork can do. And it can be, um, so much more than just one one floral image it can it can be amazing things and here's how you can do it so yeah oh my gosh I mean what more that's such (laughs) what more what more could somebody want I just love how generous you are in your approaches to things like this to teaching has this been an experience that you'd like to do again create another course I mean I know it's it's something that people can go and is it evergreen can they go and take it at any time or is it um, I've actually, so another, <laughs> you know, how I always like to go. Now, what are you doing? I have a couple things in my head, but you know, um, I, so I opened up my course for a short amount of, of time and then I okay. closed it Okay. now. And, and because people were doing that. Right. And now yeah. I'm thinking, you know what, I want this to be available when somebody wants it. Yes. I want it to be available to them. Because guess what? There's <laughs> There's people right now who want that. Yeah. And I don't want them sitting and waiting. And I quite honestly, going through another launch is exhausting for me. I just want people to have the information um, 
yeah. this, you know, this, this is specifically for watercolor or if you, if you work in gouache or something like that, but you know, I want, I just want them to have it. I've yeah. every time I have someone sign up for my waiting list, I think, Oh, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe I should just open it. And so, yeah, that's, it's coming really quick. If I okay, wouldn't, have, wouldn't have had my migraine this week, I, I probably would have sent out an email and say, hey, surprise, it's open. <laughs> Okay, good. Because I think, yeah, I can guarantee, I don't know. I just remember when I was reading about it, when you, when you were launching, I was just like, this is what people need. So just if, if you feeling that there's other people feeling that too. Yeah. Yeah. People listening, (laughs) it's happening. It's happening. But do you, did did that make you feel like you, there's other things you want to teach as well? Because that wasn't something you'd necessarily done. I mean, of course you're in front of people at a store and at a market and yeah. things like that, but I, I would love to do probably a couple more online watercolor courses just so that it can reach everybody. But I also want to teach in person. Um, For sure. and I'm trying, I have a couple people in mind, but I think it would be fun to do a workshop where in the morning you learn how to put a beautiful bouquet together and then in the afternoon, we're going to paint it. Oh, yes. And I think yes. that would just be so amazing. So that, you know, if COVID would just go away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. It's been on my mind for, you know, a couple. A couple so I would, I would love to have you on windowsill workshops and we could oh, just yeah. at least do a little bit of that yeah. um, online where we gather some blooms. That would be so fun. Yes. Oh, that would be so fun. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You're, you're such an inspiration to me, Deanne. I just feel like, you you know, you're positive. Um, you're calm in the storm and, and you find a way you find that again, that sort of thread through it. And, and, um, I'm just so glad to call you friend. Thank you. Thank you. I'm mm-hmm. so proud. Oh, I'm so proud to know you. I mean, oh my goodness. Oh I, yeah. You know, mutual admiration society. And oh. you know, I have to ask who's inspiring mm-hmm. you because that's my favorite thing to hear. And it changes every day. I know, but it does. Well, I mean, of course my inspiration always comes from like the Van Gogh and, mm-hmm. um, you know, Monet and that kind of thing, but true, like people in my life, I definitely my mom, Mm-hmm. And I, I have to put my grandma in there too, which would be her mom. I have memories of um, us three sitting in my grandma's living room on one of those really old hard couches with a really awful green florally thing, you know, oh, and yes. it's kind of like velvet, you know, that okay. kind of couch. Texture. I remember, I wish I had that today, but um, <laughs> I remember sitting there and she was teaching me how to crochet. And we were making like little blankets for my Barbie dolls and, you know, things like that. So like my, my mom and my grandma always were doing something, whether it was knitting, crocheting, baking, um, painting, just anything there was there. They gave me the attitude. And my mom has this too, is like, you look at something and go, oh, I could do that. (laughs) I could make that. And the, the sad thing is we try, like we do, I'm the one that goes out and buy, buys all the supplies. And Oh and yeah. That's we, part of being you know, creative. Like, yeah, oh, exactly. I and do this now. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's one of, it's a curse and a, 
you know, and a blessing at the same time. So I, I try to minimize that now. Um, but yeah, so definitely my mom and my grandma. Um, the other one, I have to say, when I was working at the like um, at the fabric store, and when I owned my own store, Amy Butler, oh yeah, somebody that I just was drawn to. Um, she was doing taking old, you know, florals and make and really modernizing them and making these huge. She really paved the prints. way. And I just, I was just baffled by it. I mean, mm-hmm. it was amazing to me that, that she was doing that. And I think I was so, I was so happy. I was able to meet her in person at a quilt mm-hmm. market and she gave mm-hmm. me her book and I had her sign it. And yeah. Well, so you know, when you said very, when you said you won best booth at quilt market, I was like, wow, because often that would be, you know, Amy or Heather, you know, there were yeah. some <laughs> wonderful people. A- Amy Butler is. Yeah. She's just such a generous spirit. Yeah, she really is. So definitely, definitely her. And I think, you know, looking, looking over her career and and stuff, you know, she's always tried to do a little bit different. Maybe it's not like, you know, none of the trendy stuff. It's just, you can tell that she designs with her heart and her, the places that she's been to, they come through in her artwork and it's just beautiful. Such a great example of, of find things that inspire you and make them work in your, you know, put your heart into it and make that happen. And then third one, I'm going to, I, I struggled with this, but not really, um, only because she's a dear friend of mine, Onmar Wynn. Um, such a great choice. I was always so, um, intimidated, I think by her until I was able to, you know, just meet with her like over zoom and that kind of stuff, um, in, some of the groups that we've been in and she's just such a genuine person and she really inspired me to build up like she's able to build up her business with her artwork mm-hmm. and and teach others and sh- and how she comes across that's that's exactly who she is and it's just uh. so lovely to know a person like that and you know she's got young kids and she's she's on her own and she's, she's just being real through it all. And I just love her. I love that about her. That's such Um, a great example of having friends like that and watching how they interact with their day-to-day situations. It's just, it's inspiring and it, it just helps us do the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Oh, those are so good. Thank you so much. I love that so much. You know, I, 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 I'm very happy to hear that you'll turn that class back on because I think it's a gift. Um, and I just can't wait, Deanne, just to see how you embrace the things that come your way and, and find things that are inspiring you and, and turn those into, into, you know, your next adventure. I love that. Yeah, It is fun. I, I, I tend to look at things like, you know, what, why not? Like, why not do something, you know, who's saying that I can't do it, you know, why not? So, so yeah, there are a few things that I've been wanting to do. Um, Maybe they'll, maybe they'll uh, surface this year. I'm not sure. I, the one thing I have learned now from everything I think is to not be in such a hurry for things to happen. And that's a good one. If, you know, 
it doesn't happen for another six months or another year, that's okay. It's okay. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, being like, I'm 52 now, I'll be 53 this year. Um, I was, I don't know. I, when I first started it, I was held up by that. And now I think I'm only 52. I like, I have so much more that I want to do. And that, you know, my age isn't going to stop me from doing it. I, I do wish. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I would have done this when I was younger, but I had to know that we can make all that. I don't know that we can make the same decisions then. then And I wouldn't have been able to make the same artwork. I wouldn't have. No, you have to go through what you go through to get where you are. So there's something about releasing the things you think you have to do. And, and I know personally in my life, so for so long, I thought I have to do all these things because that's what's Mm -hmm. expected of success or that's what success looks like, or, or, you know, a promise made to, to who, right. So uh, eventually maybe it's that 50, you know, timeline or 40 or whatever it is. Cause those are big landmarks. And you just think maybe I don't have to like to answer emails. Maybe I don't have to draw the, you know, another X, Y, or Z that I don't feel like maybe I can, maybe I can just do what lights me up and see where that leads. Yeah, exactly. And I think importantly enough to letting go of all the, all the negativity that came from some experiences um, and being able to move forward through your art, working through it. You know, I think you become such a, a better human and more open to to different ideas and just different ways. And I guess in a way, believing in your, in yourself that you're on the right path and you're doing the right thing. And yeah, I mean, but on the other hand, it's not always like that every day, but (laughs) you know, right. Well, it is a gift to be able to find a place to put those things that maybe have been negative and, and, and work through them. And, and you're good at that. And, And to turn it around and to, you know, maybe even if I'm, even if some of it, I worked off, I worked from a, a place of revenge or, <laughs> or <laughs> determination right. or, you know, I'll, something. I can do this. Yeah, I can do this. Um, it, it still came from me and it still is like that, that grit that I think you have to find to, to push yourself yeah. through that. Yeah. Grit's a good so, word. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, well, thanks for being so open and honest about your path. And I yeah. would imagine that a lot of people have gotten a lot of beautiful information from you today. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I hope I can in- inspire, you know, somebody to take that leap, I guess. is I, I just think that's an amazing thing. And even if you're scared, just, you know, just do it and figure it out. And there, there will be people to help you along the way. So there will be, there's yeah. always somebody, and you know, just going back to that friend that came to the quilt show with you, that was a cheerleader. We have yeah. just yeah. reach out to your, to your cheerleaders. They're there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you, dear one. And I hope you have a beautiful day of painting or whatever it is you and all of you listening. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. 
And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.